welcome to Allies of Convenience, the international competitive Warhammer 40,000 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Ray, and we are in the final furlongs of our epic ETC tournament coverage. Thank you so much to Mike Collins, who's worked tirelessly getting some of the most in-depth coverage ever attempted for the European Team Championships. Well-deserved as well because it is one of the biggest events on the calendar for worldwide competitive 40k. We've spoken to some of the home nations about their experiences going through the tournament uh, and we're going to be releasing that throughout this week. We're starting off with Northern Ireland, so without any further ado, let's get into that. Hello everyone and welcome to another shorter episode of the Allies of Convenience. We're still talking about the the ETC and I'm joined by one of the uh, one of the captains of one of the home nations. It's uh, Mike McConkie. How are you doing, Mike? I'm not too bad, Mike. How are you? I'm very well, enjoying my day off, well, my <laughs> evening off, well, my three hours off. <laughs> <laughs> and you got stuck talking to me, good job. <laughs> oh, it's always a pleasure, mate. Well, it's probably the first time, I don't think we, we've uh, we've ever really uh, had a good chinwag on Skype before. No, don't think so, don't always, think so. Always miss out, that. Yeah. Because you, all you guys are practising all the time, that's what it is. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So, how was the uh, how was the ETC for you, there, mate? Uh, ETC was um, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable for us this year. Um, personally, for me, this is my third ETC in a row. So, having been to Serbia twice, um, it's nice getting a bit of a change of scenery. Um, um, what a change of scenery it was! What a change of scenery it was. <laughs> Seen through sweat strewn eyes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, Prague was wonderful. Um, the people were lovely, um, and then the actual ETC experience. Even uh, there's a lot of complaining about the temperature and stuff, but hey, listen, um, the actual games were fantastic. I I personally played singles and the team event, um, and every single opponent was was dead on. Really enjoyable games. So. Uh, from a personal point of view, it was a very good time, and from the team point of view for Northern Ireland, um, very successful year and a very enjoyable year anyway. Yeah, great. Well, the only home nation to get on the podium, weren't you, really? Oh, yes. We'll get oh, to yes. That. We, milk, we milked it as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. So, Mike, why don't you go through a little bit about yourself and how you came to be captain of uh, Team Northern Ireland? Yeah, um, well, I mean, I've been um, playing 40k since I was about eight years old, and by playing, I mean I painted models, and then my friends and I sort of threw them at each other and rolled dice and hoped that we <laughs> we knew what was going on. So I started back in second edition um, without really knowing any rules. I dropped out in around fourth and at the start of fifth, just with life, obviously, um, and got back in when I hit university. Um, there's a couple of clubs around the place, uh, so I started going to a few tournaments here in Northern Ireland. Started going to some tournaments down in Dublin like um, just got involved in the, the competitive scene on the island as it is yeah. um, so yeah to, three years ago now um, the first year ETC was in Serbia um, I, I tried out for Team Northern Ireland um, so we're in terms of our team selection we're very much based around a league table so for every tournament you, you go to and whatever position you get you get so many points um, and the team's just picked that way basically for, for clarity I suppose right. more than anything so yeah Made the team that that first year, played Demons, um, enjoyed myself immensely, went back again to Serbia for the second year on an Eldar Serpent Spam, because I'm, I'm dirty like that. Uh, and then, good. 
<laughs> I think I was I was the only Eldar player that only had a single Wraith Knight that year. Most people were running multiples. I brought one and a ton of Warp Spiders and enjoyed myself immensely. Um, and then, yeah, just come into last year, we uh, democratically vote our captain in every single year. Um, so through Minion Forward, got voted in, and the rest is history. Nice. Um, I'm sure there's an immense amount of regret on behalf of the team. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, done, done my year as captain anyway. So. Yeah. So when, when's the new vote? Is it going to be another... A, a new captain or is it going to be yourself again I know it will it'll be a new captain um, uh, only because uh, well I can't make this year um, for Athens anyway but uh, there will be a vote nonetheless even if I want to stand again I just throw my hat into the ring but uh. no it'll be a new captain um, all being well should be voted in by the end of October um, if I can keep things moving on so Team Northern Ireland is slightly different from what I know a lot of home nations and other nations would be like in that our 40k team our fantasy team and up to last year our Flames of War team um, all sort of fell under the one banner so yeah. we all sort of voted for shirts and dice and things as three teams um, yeah. so Team Northern Ireland yeah we, we, we've kept under that banner for us and the fantasy team decided everything from shirts to dice to captains and everything else so such a good idea <laughs> yeah well we're a small country so it, yeah. it makes life a lot easier for the most part we all sort of see each other around tournaments and stuff if fantasy and 40k are playing at the same tournament so yeah and um, we all sort of know each other thankfully so how come you're not going to the etc next year is it uh, is it wedding time is it uh, not just yet no yeah. um, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of purchasing the first house um, which I'll be moving into all being well next month that's, uh, that's very optimistic mate first house first of the, the portfolio is it <laughs> yeah it is Yeah, I've got my Monopoly man hat and all ready to go oh wow <laughs> um, so yeah first house this year and then the weddings next year so just sort of fell awkwardly and financially yeah. in between the two plus I've done three years now so um, I'd like to take a year out and refresh myself and then probably go again for for 2017 i can i can tell you with um with with crystal clear clarity mate that it's um it's hell having a year out i had, <laughs> I had a year out when it went to uh when it went to serbia for the first year and it was horrible it's like yeah. what are you doing what's going on someone let me know and uh, no one's <laughs> replying <laughs> so i vowed right even if i'm just going as a coach even if i don't play 40k ever again I, I still need to go yeah i think i'll just i'll miss the the banter and the crack we have within the team it's That's just it. you, you just don't get it anywhere else um yeah. as much as it's about the war gaming it's also a bit of a lads on tour uh, in many ways as well like That's it. so i will miss that i'll miss that but thankfully i'll get to see all the guys throughout the year anyway at tournaments and things yeah that's it, mate. So, uh, go back to the actual ATC. Um, did you have any uh, any problems getting to uh, to Prague? Any funny stories? Uh, funny stories. Embarrassingly, it's myself that the funny story relates to. Um, in that, I totally got the date of my flight wrong, um, and I was all prepped to fly out on the Monday night. Had planned an entire day in bag. <laughs> with the rest of the team only to be told by a guy who's also on the same flight as me Mike we don't fly out to Tuesday what are you talking about oh, so yeah so unfortunately I missed the, the most of the rest of the team got to see Prague got to go to the church with all the skulls and the bones things that I was really excited about while I was sitting scratching myself in the middle of Belfast um <laughs> not being able to do anything so this year thankfully uh, no no luggage went askew no nothing went astray everyone got their their bits and pieces over successfully so that was good thankfully good. and it's, it's beautiful as well isn't it I mean I, I don't think we really saw too much of it because we, we did the singles as well but what we did see Prague is beautiful it is it's a wonderful wonderful city I'd love to see it I'd love to see it when it's snowing or something like that or cold 
Yeah. <laughs> no, one of our one of our group, uh, Doctor Doctor John Stowe, one of our our former, he had an entire tourist plan done out for the Tuesday. Literally, like, a, like as an eight point plan of what they were going to do that day. <laughs> so he became the the unofficial tour guide for yes. everyone for a day. So. It, it must be a teacher thing, mustn't it? Because uh, Gary Gary Morgan did exactly the same for us. It was <laughs> it was like a school excursion. <laughs> well, the problem, the problem with John was it, he made it eight, and we all thought it was because there was only eight sites to see. It was because he's running Corn Demonkin. He wanted to get Corn's favour before he started rolling dice, so he had an eight-point plan to gain Corn's favour first and foremost. Wow, so, that's dedication. If there's a man more dedicated to his wargaming, John Stowe is that man. So. Brilliant. Uh, so, what, what did you think about the um, the list this year? Obviously, the ETC lists are published about a month in advance of when we start. So, uh, as yeah. captain, you get you get the first look. And what was your first impression? You see some of those horrible combos. Yeah, well, I suppose and sometimes I feel like when I go to, when I go to read three ETC lists, it's like you know, like a Scooby Doo cartoon where they're running and it's the same background just being sort of <laughs> repeated over and over again. You kind of feel you get lost in the middle because you'd be reading like Team Romania's lists and then you flick on the Team Malta's lists and you feel you're, you're confused. Have you actually changed anything? Because you're just seeing the same stuff. Um, there's always the odd, weird variant list, um, and they're the ones that tend to catch us out more than anything the ones yeah. where there's a, a certain way of playing it or there's a certain reason it's been brought that we just can't see until you see it played and then it's like light bulbs go on yeah. in everyone's head unfortunately normally we're about 20 nil down in that game before the light bulbs <laughs> come on but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we have our our spoiler list in Jan and his ridiculous amount of orcs. Um, oh, don't even but, get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, you got Jan at home nations. Eh? <laughs> oh. so. It would have been. I would have won the game if we were allowed to finish on turn two or turn three. But he made me play till midnight. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's our spoiler list in many ways. Um, so we always bring it. But I mean. Yeah, you, you could. You just knew Eldar, Necrons, Nids. You just were going to see the same sort of list. Scent Star, Wolf Star. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the lists are very similar. Um, we've always tended to be very much behind the ETC meta in inverted commas, if one exists. Um, mm. Just because, yeah, I mean, we're we're sort of stuck in our own very small gaming community, and normally. When we go to ETC, we're looking at each other going, why the hell did we not think of that? Star was our one last year. We were vaguely aware of Star for 2014, didn't bring one and regretted it immediately when we turned up. Um, so I mean, for our own list this year, we brought the same. We had I ran the Eldar, it was like forty scat bikes and sixty cannons and sort of usual fare. We had tried Synth Star and Thunderstar, and I made the executive decision not to run with them. Um, and I actually don't regret that, if I'm honest. Yeah. Mainly because at Home Nations, we we just didn't feel that the, that the, the lists were working for us. Um, struggling on Maelstrom, big style, was one of the big concerns about both those lists. So. Yeah. Uh, so we dropped those. We brought the eight Mauler Fiend Corn Demon Kin, um, which I don't think anyone else had that many. Most of them were running Soul Grinders. We went with the Mauler Fiends, and yeah. it was just a, a punch to the face, effectively, stylist. No subtlety about it at all. Well, I bet you guys were, I mean, you were probably ahead of the curve the, um, than, than, than some of some of the other Home Nation teams, because I was, I literally shit myself when I saw all those Soul Grinder lists and the um, and all the Mauler Fiend lists. It's like, shit, that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's very one-dimensional. Um, it can't cope in a bad matchup, 
but that suppose that comes down to me if I can get a good matchup we can get points yeah. Um, yeah. and that was kind of the, the ethos behind all of our list building this year previous years for Team Northern Ireland we've very much gone right who's our, our strongest players and given them the shield lists given them the first and second under the bus uh, pairings if you like in the hope that they'll do that so this year we thought we'd flip it round and we took probably our, our players who would have been traditionally running those strong shield lists and just gave them the sword lists and said listen go ahead and get the big points uh, and we built two lists that are there just to be chucked under the bus and try and scramble for points effectively and what, what were those lists that you're, uh, you're the, the shield ones um, the, in terms of our shield list it was the, the basic Necron Lifestar yeah um, just, it was a Praetorian one that I had written and been testing throughout the year um, and we decided to go for it so it was just effectively the list which if you don't bring D cannons along you're not killing um, and that was, that was all it was with just three squads of Tomb Blades from Maelstrom um, yeah. nothing, again nothing fancy but it just is a solid list that doesn't go down without a fight uh, although we did unfortunately meet Eldar D cannon spam twice yeah. <laughs> didn't end up so well um, and then the other list was well it was called the Pacific Rim list it was uh, the double knight triple riptide uh, oh yeah 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 and it's not a traditional shield list but it was a list that it can just sit there and take some punishment and deal death from afar while you don't want to get close because the knights are there um, and it actually turned out to be a really strong list yeah. uh, and it did very very well and talking to some of the opposing captains they actually kind of struggled pairings against it which was a good sign I suppose for that sort of shield list so. yeah. did you have some intercept on the on the um, on the riptides I thought they just came standard with intercepts to well, be yeah, honest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Riptide without it. I have actually, I have. I, oh, really? I, I had a drop pod army as well. I said, all right, go on then, do your intercept. And he's like, I haven't got it. And it's like, what? <laughs> Seriously? And it's like, I get to shoot all my weapons? Oh, that is fantastic. No, no, intercept is just standard. It's, oh, yeah. it's too good to turn down, so... Yeah, so yeah, those were those were our shade lists. Um, we had sort of the the lists that can fill in as first, second, or third bid, um, which really was my list with the. Well, it's just Eldar. Um, I don't even really need to explain why we, why it's <laughs> it is just um, filth. It's just, it is unfortunately, and I yeah. brought the filthiest version of the filth, which was just how many scatter bikes and D cannons can you buy for eighteen fifty <laughs> points? Um, I brought I brought the avatar along, um, and I have to say the avatar for me was one of the MVPs of my entire experience. Just in terms of the fearless bubble was fantastic, but even just that counter punch, people didn't want to get too close to him. Um, so they were having to just eat scat bikes and not get too close to them unless they were in the air, which is yeah. good. Um, I think Eldar, as a codex, don't get me wrong, easily the strongest codex. Ridiculous what it can do, but I just feel that there's not... If you're not running Wraith Knights, obviously, um, doesn't have a counterpunch element. If you can get stuck into them, they do go down. Yeah. Um, to be fair, you have to be alive. You have to not be shot apart <laughs> by scat lizards. That's you know, the trick, but, isn't it? Yeah. Getting there to deliver said punch is a little yeah, bit tricky. Yeah, I think just without, a, without the Wraith Knight, obviously ETC, there were, were no Wraith Knights about. Um, it does. It is a little bit liable to just getting punched in the face by something that moves fast and, and can't get taken down. I think Thunder, a proper invisible wolf star, could have caused me problems. Yeah. Um, I may have 120, you know, it wasn't even 120, so 160 scat shots or whatever, but there's only so much much damage you can do when you're hitting on sixes. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, um, I had me as a Jack, and we had another Necron build, which we shamelessly stole from Belgium, if I'm honest. Um, it was <laughs> it was Mark's list that he ran at Home Nations, just 30 Praetorians, 18 Wraiths. Um, Rue, our captain from previous years, he just fell in love with that list, so I, I didn't have the heart to take it away from him. <laughs> uh, so he was there. Our punchy lists, we had uh, three knights with Eldar um, allies. We had the Corn Demonkin, obviously the eight Muller fiends. We had yeah. our Yam uh, as our Orky. Um, and Yam will never play anything but orcs, and we no, love him you, for you it. Can't, you can't imagine him sort of like practicing with a scent star or something like. No, Yam told me a story once where apparently he played Tau in the in the past. Now we all believe that that's just a drunken tale, tall tale that he tells. Because <laughs> um, ever since I've known him, it's been orcs and nothing but. but and then we, we had, we've always struggled with the champs a lot as well. And, and the strategy this year was we, we built a list to just do champ, which was um, a drop pod, just pure marine drop pod. I have more objective secured than you come at me, bro, style list, yeah, yeah. Um, which was ran by Nathan, who is probably one of the better players, if not the best player we had around um, in the last couple of years. So um, we gave it to play. We weren't originally sure about it. Even he wasn't sure about the list, but the more we practiced with it and the more Nathan played with it like just the the sheer volume of tiny bitty squads that it has uh, and the way he plays as well with his placement was spot on mm-hmm. so we got that right thankfully the uh, champ was a big win for us so yeah it's the little, the little trick of the drop pod armies is like arrive arrive to the party late and hope yeah. that the party ends early <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> and, if, and, if, and if, if you've done two of those things then it's like yeah you've got some good points <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean that was that was the plan going in TTC. We were relatively fixed in terms of what we were um, going in with. Now, the one thing we should have seen again, it all comes down to something we don't see beforehand, was just how anti-Imperial Knight so many teams would would build lists to be. Um, so our Pacific Rim list struggled a bit as a shield and ended up sort of getting shunted into a sword. Uh, and I dropped with the Eldar, dropped more into a shield list. Um, just because there were so many, you know, fire dragons yeah. and haywire and everything else, um, we had purposely not really brought an anti-night list because I think it's it's relatively easy to avoid. Um, if you have one list which stands out as the anti-night list, you can avoid it in pairings. Yeah, that's right. Um, so what we did was just everyone took their armies and everyone just practiced playing against knights quite a bit. So we all had a, a fairly solid idea of what we were we were going to do. How to, a coping strategy, <laughs> at least. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And I say, I mean, it is really only sort of sixty-eight of us who are playing regularly. So the problem is, everyone everyone wants to practice with their ETC list, um, but it means you end up not practicing against other lists. So, um, as much as I was running Nids for quite a bit last year before I switched to the Eldar, so at least guys got a few games against Nids and things. But really, outside of our eight ETC lists, there wasn't much practice against anything else, which yeah. is a bit of a, it's just a downfall of having a small gaming community in a small country, I suppose. So. I, I tell you what really helped us, and that was um, that was Vassal. I don't know if you've you've done, you've had a look at Vassal. Oh, I have. I've been on Vassal many a time before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we. I mean, me, Gaz, James, and and Simon, and I think uh, to a lesser extent Matt and I can't, Andy as well, and Gary <laughs> Percival. Um, we we must have racked up hundreds of Vassal games between us, <laughs> just like playing some janky shit lists. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we, we've all used Vassal quite a bit in the past, but just this last year, um, couldn't really get on it much, to be honest. So. Oh. And it's a pain in the ass as well. I can't stand it personally. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's when you're trying to do line of sight across a 2D landscape when you're kind of going, right, uh, will we roll for it? Just D6 it. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the dice thing that does me. It's, like, it's just so not realistic. Yes. That, that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it's like you just can't like roll like 18 two-plus saves in a go. It's just like there'd be nothing, and then there'd be like 19 ones all of a sudden. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's this about? Well, you say that, and to be fair, and I, I've had an experience um, in a tournament where I had a demon prince with a black mace charging five fire warriors, rolled a six on the black mace, so 13 attacks, yeah. missed 12 times, <laughs> and then rolled a one for a wound, and then the fire warriors ganked me um, in a single combat <laughs> round. Um, and that's, that's Scotty, our toy player, and he just, he's renowned for rolling ones, but his fire warriors are commandos. They are beasts <laughs> in combat. They took down my Keeper of Secrets in the same game nice. as well. So I, I've had experience with bad dice before. <laughs> <laughs> Rival any Vassal in the dice generator. Yeah, crazy stuff. So how did you guys um, prepare for the ETC as, as a team? Do you have many like practice weekends or...? Yeah, we have um, we had a few practice weekends. Um, there's a, there's a couple of clubs around Northern Ireland that um, are are very accommodating and extremely supportive. Thankfully, of the team, uh, and always give us space and, and give us tables, um, even at short notice. They've done it before, so we're a wee bit spread out in that. Uh, two of our team live um, south of the border, down the, in the Republic of Ireland, so there's only so much they're able to make as well, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, most of it it just comes around to just whoever's free, we get as many practice games in as possible um, obviously Home Nations we see every year as our big I mean we go and get smashed every single year in every round um, is this drunk so, or gaming both um, obviously ah. we, we have a reputation to uphold of course uh, <laughs> yes. the reputation Northern Ireland has is a one we're extremely proud of so <laughs> we ne- no team ever wants to let that down um, but yeah even in a gaming sense we turn up with lists that we want to try we get you know absolutely taken apart by every list and then we just go and have a proper chin wag together as a team about what we can do differently for ETC so we see Home Nations very much as our big test um, obviously like Rowan and I got over to Caledonian as well back in January we're trying yeah. a few things out um, the tournament scene unfortunately in Northern Ireland really has died off there's only been two all year um, with one more to come uh, and even down the Republic a lot of them are very awkward to get to so we haven't had much tournament time unfortunately this year mm. um, so a lot of it comes to to be honest is theory crafting um, we're all very active on the forum and Facebook group and just generally chatting and Skyping and things so yeah prep this year probably wasn't as good as we've had in the past number of years um, and hey, that falls down to me as captain to get stuff organised at the same time um, so oh, some... is, isn't it like herding cats though it's, like, <laughs> I have to admit now my guys in terms of 40k team were were pretty spot on actually um, all paid up on time always responded really good so <laughs> I, I thankfully got away from a lot of that can, um, I, can I donate Adam Ryland to your team <laughs> <laughs> in that respect <laughs> yeah, no, I suppose again it comes down to a very small country we're all seeing each other relatively frequently um, so it's easier to organise that sort of stuff <laughs> and, and also it, I started introducing beer fines to people um, and see when you introduce beer fines all of a sudden things just get done in a much quicker and brisker <laughs> manner <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, not, I'm not sure it would be beer fines that would get Adam to, to do what he's asked to do I think it might be something a little bit more dark <laughs> if you can catch my drift I, unfortunately I do and the mental images will stay with me for a long time <laughs> fantastic so why don't we go into the actual ETC a little bit um, yep. go through a little uh, couple of your rounds and whatnot. we won't go into like 
tournament report details, but if we can just go mm. through like who you played and, and how you did. And yeah. Any, um, any good things. So who did you end up playing in the first round? First round was France. Um, so, oh yeah, obviously. Oh. Yeah, obviously. You guys, I tell you what, you guys always get... Fucked over in the first round pairings, don't you? It's like it's been Poland for like three or four years in a row, isn't it? And yeah, like it was. Uh, and... It was Spain last year. <laughs> See, and they were shit hot as well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they year? were. They were, and they, they. France was. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I need to even go into it. France was a bit of a drawing for us. Um, yeah. I mean, I got twenty nilled. Um, there was a number of twenty nils across the across the piece. Um, I think I'm trying to find the results on the phone actually, but uh, unfortunately I've lost a lot of the photos now. Uh, but as far as I remember, I think across the entire round we got like 27 points or something like that. So yeah, yeah it was a pretty hard one. The French list all very good. Um, they weirdly had we actually had to as a team find out what Cipher did just to understand because <laughs> they had like three lists with Cipher in them, um, and none of us we all knew what Cipher vaguely did, but it's only when you looked at his rules you're like, ah, so he has a huge amount of extra rules which benefit these guys yeah. massively yeah I thought yeah, uh, he doesn't use that sword does he strange bloke <laughs> yeah he just do some combat What's it, is, is he that dark angels guy or is that heresy I can't remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, unfortunately the France one, but we knew going into it that France was going to be um, effectively around. We we hadn't we had never thought we were even a chance of drawing it. To be honest, more it was more about testing out our pairing strategy, testing out some matchups for us. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. My game um, went on quite a bit, so I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to walk around and see a lot of the guys. Um, my game was a 50-50. Effectively, whoever went first won it because uh, it was just Eldar against Eldar. <laughs> uh, Eldar he had he had three flight to Earth. Uh, Two hive tyrants with them as well. Um, ah. So that's just that game went badly. Yeah, he was um, set up for the uh, for the anti Eldar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, across the piece we all struggled a bit, but you know it was just unfortunately the matchups we got. Was it, um, was it, was it the French guys who had um, some? Oh, what are they called? Uh, what's the janky aspect called on the bikes? Shining spears. Oh, the shining spears. Yeah. What the fuck were they all about? If you can, if you can lay some uh, some truth out about the shining spears and what they did in that list. To be honest, in this terms of the shining spears, I think a lot of it came down to what I used the avatar for, and that's just counterpunch. Um, right. Now that was, the, I don't know, if, I don't know where photos are from ATC. There was a, a wonderfully converted Star Wars army. That was awesome. That, that was it. That was that's the French list. Oh, okay. Um, right. So we had sort of the Imperial Emperor's Guard. I can't remember the name of them. Was it Royal Guards or Emperor's Guard? <laughs> they were his shining spears. Ah, that makes a lot more sense. So then. to me, when I first saw it, I thought maybe he would only put shining spears in just for the modelling opportunity. But uh, no, watching it, he was very cagey with them. Just held them back, held them back, and if something got too close, the shining spears sort of leapt out at it. Yeah. Um, uh, a wee three we had our Imperial Knight player against him but the, with the Lance rule Shining Spear is surprisingly good on the charge against Knights if I'm honest um, yeah. they stripped him they're up to strength 6 I think it's terrible I've played Eldar since 2nd edition and I'm a Sam Han player as well never have I owned or used Shining Spears <laughs> so um, I think it's a plus 3 on the charge to their strengths so I think it's strength 6 and Lance as well so you know your front armour is 12 no matter what ah ok yeah um, but yeah it, I think it's just a counter punch I don't think they actually did anything against Scotty who was running up against it if I'm honest mm. but um, so yeah that was the, the French round was a, a write off we knew that going in though so it was a bit of a, a testing opportunity for us yeah. Um, so yeah second round um, came up against the, the Croats the Croatian team oh yeah uh, yeah we played them in the round one 
Yeah, yeah, really. Actually, we all had really good um, games right across the piece. I have to say, um, the pairings worked out very well in our favour. We had actually looked at the creation lists, and we across the board said these lists are incredibly strong. Um, mm-hmm. They were very well designed, but sort of in the back of all our minds, we were thinking they were quite net listy, and we weren't a hundred percent sure. Uh, if if they had been chosen because they're strong lists, but if the players actually knew how to run them, um, certainly the feedback I'd got from across the team was that the guys were good players, but they made, they weren't necessarily right for the army they were running. Yeah. In terms of the creation team, and there was a few of them seemed a little bit unsure of just exactly what to do, even from a deployment phase point of view. They were making weird decisions just in the, the units they placed, the way yeah, they placed yeah. them, things like that. So um, I, I may be totally wrong, but the impression I had got was that it was very much they had chosen eight, not necessarily net lists, but eight really strong lists, but they maybe weren't 100% on how to run them. Um, I may be totally wrong on that, but I may no, be doing I, I, a, a I service. Think, I think we came to the same conclusion. The, the list that the, they did look good, but there were some there were some odd pairing choices against us. I mean, we put down Decurion, so Matt's Decurion down. Yeah. And then they answered it with um with a with a, I think it was a Scent Star. Really? And it's like uh, this is this is the first pairing. It took us about five minutes to come up with like you know. Because uh, <laughs> they had. Where's the, the uh, trap? What's the trap? I'm trying to find the trap here. What's it got? Because <laughs> they had the D side Wraith Guard list as well, did they not? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. All, all sorts, and it was like... they champed that against us for some reason. The D sides, so they just got a load of drop pods to come in and flame. <laughs> they came in, flamed five marines, and yeah. then sort of got pounced on. Um, <laughs> the uh, I got uh, I the the matchup against me was very odd. They gave they put a, a the the farsight bomb up against my Eldar. Yeah. Um, which is like yeah okay fair enough you can probably come in and gank a jet bike squad. Uh, what he did was he came in and tried to gank both D cannon squads and failed miserably. Obviously, just because I'm, I'm toughness seven um, and most of his stuff strength six, with it being plasma rifles and stuff, and then he was all clustered up in a nice little D cannon shaped <laughs> hole, um, and effectively just in a single shooting phase, I eliminated pretty much his army. Um, just <laughs> nice. because that's just the nature of Farsight Bomb, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it has fallen a lot yeah. in terms of its power. Do you remember when you used to be shit scared of Farsight Bomb, and now it's in- like, I'll, yes. I'll take the towel, all, all the pairing <laughs> matrix stuff. Is like, yeah, I'll take the towel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much you were always thrown under the bus if you ended up against the Farsight Bomb yeah. previously, but no. I think just proliferation of the AMSU lists and invisible death stars just do a number on it if you get invisibility up you know too bad sorry sorry Farsight it's just not happening Um, so that was just a weird one but yeah across the piece don't get me wrong we we had really good games and everyone um, really enjoyed their games but it was a a very strong win for us I can't remember exactly what we got but I know we were were north of the 100 point mark anyway Um, 108 to their 52 there we go I'm glad you know a good over the top of 100 but who most importantly who got to be the lucky man to play uh, to play Liz well, they um, they had they had a woman on their team, so we countered with uh, our Dara, um, who has no interest in women. <laughs> so we we countered um, with Dara, and he did a sterling job. So yeah. he did. Uh, so they threw attractive woman at us, and we threw a man who has no interest in women at them. Yeah, I, I ended up playing her in the first round, and I'm I'm so old and so <laughs> so rubbish, and like not a threat to anyone that I managed to avert my eyes long enough to. 
to do the same but yeah. in, a, in a different way <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to say without doing her a disservice as well because it's very easy to say a oh, woman playing 4k she's a really good player she's actually really I was good. watching some of the stuff she was doing and really really impressed by some of the moves and some of the things she was doing um, yeah so yeah, it was good to see. I think yeah, you, you, don't get, you don't get to win tournaments in the USA. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, even if, sort of walking back good. and forward across the team, I mean, she seemed really clued in with her army yeah. and what she was doing. Yeah, I think she got some given. She got given some bad advice against me. Where uh, really? yeah, so like what you got to do with your with your massive Imperial Knights army is to just give him one at a time and back away, <laughs> <laughs> rather than like you know just like wait for me to go too far forward whilst you're shooting the shit out of me and then bum yes. rush me and stomp me to fuck. <laughs> so I managed to engineer it so I could just take on one at a time. So it was yeah, uh, that's kind of that's almost like the ideal yeah. situation against yeah. three knights. Like, that's what I said to so what why don't you just come at me at a certain point it's like I've been told not to do it it's like oh dear whoever told you that is, is an idiot <laughs> it wasn't like jo- Josh walking past with like a moustache and two pair of glasses or something was it, it I, I think been. you should feed them one at a time honestly yeah. that's, a, that's a tactic <laughs> good stuff good stuff so yeah so round three Round three, um, got the Czechs, um, Czech Republic, so host nation. Um, yeah. So again, uh, I'm, I'm sort of finding a few photos kicking about. I think our pairings were, were actually very good for us. We felt comfortable um, with the pairings as they were going across the place. Um, we had one crazy game, which was our Imperial Knights against, I think it was Eldar and Imperial Knights. So it was Eldar Imperial Knights against the Eldar Imperial Knights. And there was something along the lines of like 13 or 14 ones rolled in a row by each player. It was just crazy. There was like a Farseer on full wounds, pretty much killed himself just going into terrain and out of terrain again. Um, Imperial Knights just blowing up, blowing up another. It was a crazy game. Um, we ended up thankfully shading that game. That was the weird one. Uh, but yeah, the Czech Republic. Um, again, very solid lists, I would say. I think the difference is they all the players seem to really know how to run their list. Um, certainly when I was walking back and forward watching them deploy, they were very good at their setup and their target priority and the likes as well. So, um, yeah, solid solid round for us. Uh, ended up 85-75. Um, Ooh, so dead close. Dead close, dead close. Um, now, I, I won't necessarily mention the fact we theoretically should have won if players on, our, on my team could count kill points properly. But um, <laughs> we know we're certainly we were, we were. I was actually quite happy. Um, it was a really fun round. There was an awful lot of alcoholic beverages passed between myself and my opponent. He had his bottle, I had my Bushmills, and there was a lot of sharing, so it was good. Oh wow! Um, I actually ended up on YouTube. I think my game um, they set up like a camera. Uh, and my games ended up on YouTube now, which is interesting. So I must see if I've cheated at some point. <laughs> um, but again, I, I think the problem I had was as captain, I was struggling to get up and down the row and see how see. everyone was doing. <laughs> do you yeah, not, yeah. Do you not have a, um, a like a coach role or anything? This yeah, we did actually. This was the first year ever we had a coach. That, sorry, first year since I've been involved. I think there was a coach in a previous year before I was there, um, and I saw a massive benefit to having him. Yeah, it's really he was just going up and he was literally just scribbling down numbers what he thought everyone would score he'd come to me I'd run my eye down it and just say things like tell them to push 
on, tell him not to take a risk, and then away he went again. So, um, but yeah, it just meant I wasn't really getting much view individually of how a lot of games go. I just saw a lot of numbers for the most part, and <laughs> yeah. I, I made calls based on a gut feel of those numbers in a lot of ways. So, uh, but yeah, the good round for us again. Um, uh, and, and I think and a technical, honest, technical well, even if it's not a technical win, it's still a win. Still, still a win as far as we're concerned. We, a moral, we'll take the moral high ground. But but just as you said, anyone is wondering, it was some really good camouflage scouts. Is that yes, right? excellent yeah. camo cloaks being used, um, <laughs> meaning that the scouts became invisible apparently whenever kill points were being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, no, it was it was a good um, and the checks. I think again to say like. Uh, we didn't end up against any team that we didn't enjoy our round against there's the odd awkward player is probably the best way of saying it um, and some of it comes down to just language barriers and stuff but no certainly the, the general feedback was everyone would certainly go out with the checks and have a drink so yeah, cool so uh, so yes because of the, the slight technicality we got the one point instead of the two and it meant we end up actually end up against the the southern Irish the Mexicans as we refer to them so <laughs> the, the Mexicans the Mexicans um, yeah so we, obviously we know the Irish well we, we meet them in tournaments quite a bit throughout the year and things so yeah. um, this was the one that I have to hold my hands up and say uh, this was the, the worst round of pairings for the entire thing from me um, w- we had been running with the Space Marines as champ and we just decided, you know what, we'll give the Eldar a go as a champ. Um, so yeah, taking the Eldar out of the mix ended up costing us. I ended up having to throw the drop pods in as a defender, unfortunately. Yeah. And it ended up coming against um, Guy Ivan with Space Marine bikes. And Ivan is like a freaking uh, child genius, so even though he's not a child. He's like a savant with bikes. He's just unbelievable <laughs> with them. Uh, so yeah, of course, our drop pods dropped in and Ivan goes, right, I have white scars, I'm jinking and it's night fight, so you will kill nothing and then yeah. I'll charge you and destroy you. So yeah, <laughs> so they basically that one decision of throwing myself in as champ um, really messed up the pairings. We should have just stuck to our guns and, and kept going the way we had been going. Um, unfortunately, that round was the first time Dara, who was our um, our Necron Decurian Life Star player, uh, ended up against Eldar D Spam uh, Wraith Guard. Oh he, he got it twice, unfortunately, due to again just awkward pairings. Um, the pairing system as a captain is just really awkward to make work right. Um, home nations, I felt I was getting most of them right, but the ETC, it was very fifty-fifty. Yeah. So it was. It's, it's, uh, it's a whole game in itself. The pairings. It is. It is, it's and it's so, something it's so that, much fun. I, that's something that really I enjoy. Something that really I probably need a lot more practice at. Um, uh, very much uh, uh, the Irish guys, the way they did it, really works, and that they, as a team, make a lot of their decisions about the pairings, mm. um, and they have like a proper council deciding every pairing. Whereas for me, I sort of just made the pairings myself based on a wee bit of advice from guys. I think certainly what I would be passing on to any future captain is talk to your team and take your time and don't rush a pairing. Um, take your time and really talk it through as a team and make sure you're all 100% bought in people are going to get thrown under the bus that's the nature of ETC um, there's always going to be one or two guys who get who are in an impossible to win game effectively hmm. uh, you just have to suck that up and hope that the guys who have the win games win big 
So. Yeah, exactly. Daily Irish guys, again, we, we knew them. We had um, really good fun, again, across all the tables. Um, and a lot of that comes down to obviously knowing them. And there's a bit more banter and a bit, it's a lot more relaxed, I suppose, when you know yeah. um, who you're up against. So uh, I got Paul Quigley, who's just the, the freaking tie master that he is. Um, <laughs> I've played Paul a number of times. This is the closest I've ever come to a win. And that was only because I sneakily turbo boosted jet bikes beside the relic to claim nine points. <laughs> my game as the closest I've ever got to beating Paul Quigley and it was basically turning a loss into a very minor loss and that's the closest yeah. I've gotten so um, but yeah across the base again Ireland um, uh, you know home nations they really did a number on us um, we we didn't do just as bad again do you have the scores there Mike I don't have um, it was 100 points to Ireland and 60 to Northern Ireland hey that's an improvement over home nations I'll take that I'll yeah take that. What was, oh, the, yeah. what was the home nation score again? I know it was. Um, I have a feeling home nations. We it was a summer in the region of 120 to Ireland. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's, um, in, that's improvement then. It is, and, and that's what I like to say. It's all about progression. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you've already got a massive score. You've got a couple of really big scores so, so far. So that should do you well in the old VPs. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, well again I got lucky but the, the guys on my team were kept keeping me going because I, like, apart from the first game against France I 20 nilled every other game and they were keeping me going I was just giving myself the favourable matchups so I, <laughs> I, I had to put up with a lot of banter um, for quite a bit on that even even when I went in as first defender they still told me that I was giving favourable matchups you, you can't win as captain no, or as an that. Eldar player and Eldar players cannot win <laughs> yes. yeah even though they can win and they win all the games everything yeah. else no 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 yeah so yeah Ireland uh, 49 obviously a loss um, so that ended up kicking us against Malta um, uh, and I have to say uh, Malta was probably the my favourite round everyone agreed across the team probably our favourite round just yeah. it's not that anyone else any of the other five teams were bad or awkward in any way just the Maltese guys they just had the right attitude the same attitude as us which is hey it's just a game you know what if you, if you have to make a decision and I really can't make a decision just roll dice and, and move on so um, pairings in that went well for us only because I felt the Maltese I don't know if they underestimated estimated some of our armies or not but they were making very strange decisions on their pairings mm. um, again I can only speak for myself but I mean they threw again um, a, a very melta heavy drop pod army against me uh, which just uh, the guy walked up to the table Mark um, and really good fun actually I really enjoyed the game uh, he's actually based in Scotland I think it is he actually lives in Scotland um, and he walked to the table and just shook his head and said is there a point playing this? <laughs> so, yeah, that one didn't go well. Um, but yeah, it was very tight across. I think we ended up drawing them. Um, it was a losing draw, if I remember rightly. Against Malta? Yeah. Um, well, I don't think so. Not according to Torrent of Fire. No? No. It, well, even though it must... it mu Yeah, it must be a losing draw. Because I think... Well, they've put 98 to 82... So obviously that doesn't make any mathematics. Yeah, sense. no, there was so a, be, there was definitely a mistake. Seven, it should be seventy-eight to eighty-two. Yes, it? that's the one. That's the yeah. very one. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. I I think we were the seventy-eight, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you were, yeah. There there was a game that was went horribly wrong. I think one of our imperial knights blew up and took out another imperial knight. The, oh, I love the usual. It, when that happens. <laughs> it, it happens a freakish amount of times in our practice <laughs> it's, games. It's so um, good. I had one game where a single D cannon hit killed. 
two knights and took another one down to one hole point. It's just <laughs> D and Titanic explosions are crazy. It, yeah. um, it just it makes a mockery of the game sometimes. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, the Maltese we had really good crack. Again, I'm just trying to remember individual games. It's terrible. It's only been like a month and a half, and I'm really struggling to remember a lot of of the games. Yeah. Um, and especially, I've ended up having to delete a huge amount of my photos just to get the new, <laughs> yeah. the new i, the iOS nine. Up, I know upload. I've just done that as well. And it's a nightmare, isn't it? To delete everything. It's just, yeah, I've just had to clear it. And unfortunately, I have deleted an awful lot of these ATC photos, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, my memory of the Maltese, and we played Malta two years ago, um, yeah. and it was very, a lot of the same sort of guys and the new faces. Like they are very relaxed, and it's, it's the way I, I think 40k should be played, especially. And I'll say it, I'll say this nicely at our level, at the level Northern Ireland's playing at, which is in very much the bottom half. Oh, you know, if I you're think, not, I think you can play the way you're saying up at the top end as well you know there's a, there's a, f- a few teams who play that way up at the top yes. too yeah uh, but it, it gets awkward because I think if you're in a game where your opponent's being awkward I think naturally and maybe it's a nerd thing I don't know naturally you just start getting awkward yourself um, but yeah. thankfully we didn't we didn't really have any of that no. um, which was good um, so yeah draw on that one um, so effectively at that point we had already um become the the joint most successful team Northern Ireland ever um, <laughs> in terms of our point score um, if even if you allow that we take it there that we beat the Czech Republic we're actually the most successful team um, yeah. Northern Ireland's ever produced which was nice to have so we won into the last round um, against Belarus um, I hope that's the way it's pronounced I kept pronouncing it Belarus for a while and was informed <laughs> that was totally wrong <laughs> yeah it's not Belarus um, no. yeah it's not Belarus uh, Belarus um, end up with them in the last round so we were going in there really with no pressure um, the the pairings didn't go well again unfortunately our Necro on our first shield ended up just taking Eldar D cannons to the face <laughs> um, which didn't work well um, so yeah just across the board there was a couple of just um, there was, that was probably maybe the most awkward round there was a couple of players were being a little bit odd I had it's the first time I noticed getting called two tables um, yeah. just just to watch things and stuff and listen I'm not saying necessarily there was anything untoward but um, yeah it was the round where we probably found the most awkwardness um, even from a language barrier point of view some of the, the English it was a bit difficult just explaining what you were doing um, which is probably more our fault we're as a as a nation and this is it's Britain and Ireland probably we just refuse to learn other languages anyway everyone <laughs> yeah. should everyone should just learn English and be like yeah. us <laughs> let alone the, um, the accented you know Northern Irish twang on, on English as well it's, um... Northern Irish is a, is a fantastic twang to have it um, is yeah I'm, I, we... did you know I should actually be playing for you guys because I'm, I'm most Northern Irish out of all of my all of my blood that's in my veins oh really yeah mum came Excellent. from London Derry scenes Oh well, in the fact you pronounce it London there as well. It's just now, now, now I have to try and work out what's going on. <laughs> Some people on our team would say, "Where is that? Where, where is that? There's no yeah, there's London there." Other us will go, "Oh, we know London there very well." <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke that very few people will get, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah so, um, yeah, it probably is. And we also have a habit of talking very fast and probably drinking far too much during games, which doesn't help the whole um, talking to an opponent. So, yeah. um, again, I can, unfortunately, in terms of my memories, most of it's around my game. Um, came up against Synth Star um, and embarrassingly... Uh, 
he made a serious mistake where he deployed his librarians and Drago as a unit behind the bastion and then deployed the centurions inside the bastion <laughs> he then moved the unit of characters first and then moved the centurions beside them um, and I ended up did have to get a referee and walk through but yeah effectively it did turn out they didn't join the centurions because <laughs> the way it was ruled a unit of characters can't yeah. join another unit they had to do it all individually yeah that's right yeah so I watched him do it. Um, I specifically asked him at the end of the movement phase, they moved first in terms of the characters. They moved first. And he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I went, yeah, fine, no problem. So he rolled a psychic powers, rolled gate, success, and went to pick up a centurion. And I said, no, you, the centurions didn't cast gates. The unit of characters did. So, yeah, that became a bit of a 10-minute argument um, yeah. where, yeah, it got a bit awkward. Like, don't get me wrong, the guy actually for the rest of the game, once he sort of had a wee bit of a huff and um, wandered off and came back and calmed down a wee bit, um, the rest of the game was fine. But I think, to be honest, he'd given up a little bit by that point. <laughs> yeah. he, he had expected this big, incredible alpha strike, which ended up being he was about to teleport Drago and two librarians into the <laughs> middle of my army and leave his centurions back out of range. There's been so, a terrible accident. It, it was... <laughs> It was at that moment he realised he had properly fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he wasn't aware. He started saying no, no one plays it like Sarah, so I had to show him in the rule book. Um, and it's only because I've seen it done before where units of characters are trying to join and I, I've called it myself. I was aware of it. But yeah, it made the, the start of the game was very awkward because obviously he wasn't in a good mood because of that. Um, it no. didn't improve where he... <laughs> basically just got stuck in the corner um, he deep struck Dread Knights in behind me to do things the decans turned around and eliminated both Dread Knights um, and it was just the rest of the game was me just corralling him into a corner picking up Maelstroms I ended up it was 32-0 um, on mission points which was just crazy nil yeah no, no points at all. he did but he, he wasn't actually physically able to move from the corner um, and there was a single objective that at one point, he I think he maybe tried to pull it or something, but um, I don't think he ever drew that one. And at the end of the game, I just walked some jet bikes, objective skewer jet bikes onto it. Uh, <laughs> game went on, and unfortunately, tabling. It just was. It was the most one-sided game I've ever had, possibly, mm. all because of a rules technicality, which isn't how I like to do things. Um, but it's etc. So you have to play. You have to call the rules as they are By at that rules, level. You know, yeah. if it's a friendly game, you probably would say, "No, listen." Play on, get everything, but well, you did, ATC, you did, so. you did, you did give him plenty of chance to. I uh, felt to I did, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, he would probably disagree, but, uh, but yeah, no. Across the piece again. Um, unfortunately, Jan, his orcs ended up. I think that was actually the second round where Jan, who's normally our full-on sword, and he just gets pointed at things and smashes, which is what orcs are good at. It was the second time where we tried out Jan as a sort of second or third bid. Mm. Um, and if there's two things that Jan hates more than anything it is Imperial Knights and Tau <laughs> both times he got Imperial Knights um, I think one time he got Eldar as well which was no fun but it was just the Eldar player removing orcs which were just yeah. replaced by more orcs <laughs> it was just um, so yeah surprisingly you know, if you have 216 orcs running around with cover and feeling no pain from pain boys and stuff they take a huge amount of punishment yeah. unbelievable amount to the point where it is turn 5 before the Eldar player started even getting maelstroms because he just couldn't move he couldn't get yeah, out onto the board yeah. so it kind of worked although Jan did unfortunately end up against a Tau Imperial Knight combo in the last round didn't did go as well for him yeah. so. but did he lose all of the men did he? 
Uh, no, I think he still had a couple of works hanging around, but um, I think he still got points out of the game because he's Jan, and that's what Jan does. Um, <laughs> that is what Jan do does. Have, sorry, I should have said an embarrassing story thing, and I'll say it now because it's the wor- it's the funniest thing we've ever seen. In the <laughs> second round, or the third round, I think it was against the Czechs, Jan played four turns of the wrong mission. Uh, and, <laughs> and in doing so, it was it was relic. I think was yeah. that the third one. Yeah, the, whatever one relic was. Jan was instead walking boys onto four different objectives, thinking it was the four objective game, and just totally ignoring the relic for four turns. Um, and it's only when someone happened to walk past and went, "Jan, are you not going to pick up the relic?" that he realised it was at that oh, no. point. So um, yeah, he ended up instead of he should have won that handsomely. Uh, and say it must have actually been the checks because we we kept Jan going. We ignored the kill point thing and basically told Jan he cost us that round because he played the round. He ended up fair play to him. He ended up buying beers I think for most of the rest of the night for the entire team. Um, even to this day, we still every time Jan goes to play a game, one of us has to ask him, does he know what the mission is before he starts the game? <laughs> I suppose with that many orcs, it would have been easy just to swamp. Swamp the relic. Yeah, the, the no one's ever he, getting near that. <laughs> yeah, he swamped the wrong relic, of course, uh, or the wrong. It was. I tell you what, it was. Sorry, it wasn't relic. It was Emperor's Will. It was two objectives. Jan covered every objective except for the two objectives oh. that actually mattered. <laughs> so right. he went for one to four or something, and actually five and six were what mattered. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's the embarrassing story, which I think needs broadcast to the world, just to embarrass Jan, because he is a ridiculously good player, but he just, he had a brain fart. So um, <laughs> Happens to the best of us, mate. No, yeah, so in, anyway, in terms of uh, in Belarus, yeah, we unfortunately it was the second big hammering we took um, in terms of, I think they again hit sort of the 120, 130 mark against us, um, and I'll have to hold my hands up, there was a couple of really bad pairings that I put in, um, which, which really didn't help the cause, to be honest. Um, but again, very good players across the boards. Well, they knew they really knew their armies. There was an odd grey knight imperial guard combo, yeah. which on paper I think that was the one anyway. Which on paper looked very suspect. You kind of thought potentially was a bit weak. But when I was watching it being played, just in terms of his deployment, the way he set his guys up to support each other, all very, very impressive. Um, certainly, it, it showed me, it was one of those other examples of a guy who takes a list which is left field, but he takes it because he's comfortable with it. Yeah. He knows what it does. He knows how to play against things. Um which is good. Uh, it's different from me, who just turns up with his bloody scatter bikes and uh, and just rolls dice and hopes things yeah. go well. So you you just blow straight through those problems. Yeah, um, many people know that. Yeah, many people know that. I'll be pleased to know I haven't as of yet used the jet bikes since I got back. I've been back to the back to the Tyranids. So yeah, <laughs> just just four hive tyrants. So I'm not totally dirty. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's like fluffy. That is. That practically is. I like to think of it as a proper fluff list. Um, yeah. To be fair, now, at the minute I'm working on a Harlequin list which I'm intending to take the Gilcon which is relatively fluffy with the exception of the Seer Council which the Harlequins have happened to be bringing along with them so <laughs> um, it's, it's the closest I think I'm going to get to fluffy at this point yeah. So. so yeah all told uh, that's the six rounds anyway so um, so wh- wh- how many points did you end up on? Uh, we ended up on five on the board if I'm right in saying that's at five uh, I'm trying to work out. We had uh, loss, loss, and loss. So three. We won. No, we won. Sorry, we won against Malta, did we not? No, we didn't. Uh, no. no, no. So we ended up with uh, I think it was four points. Then should have been five, but four points nonetheless. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, uh, all told, I mean, four points already doesn't sound like much. We lost three rounds heavily, etc., etc. So um, I'm sure guys from from other teams are saying that's not overly impressive. But in terms of of us, obviously we have a very small player pool. Don't really get to many tournaments during the year, and for the most part, to be honest, we're there to get hammered at night. The gaming's mm-hmm. a bit of a sideshow for us. Um, yeah. So we were pleased with the the overall performance. Um, and then, as you, as you obviously you said earlier on, um, got to the podium. We were voted the most sporting opponents or most favoured enemy I think is the way it is yeah. um, for the year which to us is probably the the one thing we were proudest of um, we could have when we go yeah okay it's wonderful to win rounds you want to do well because you put so much money and time and things into it um, and naturally everyone's competitive you want to win but for us it's about going we have fun meet new people um, and the fact that people obviously must have enjoyed playing against us um, is, a, is a bit of a feather in our cap we're very happy with it yeah, it's, very, so, it's very good and that that the uproar when when you guys went up as well when you were no, when you were <clears throat> when you went up to get your award for being the most sporting was massive, literally like all the winning people up on the podiums it was nothing in comparison to that cheer yeah. that you guys got it was great it must have been really it, good it was it was a nice feeling um, unfortunately I made it to the podium before I even knew why I was standing there so like, <laughs> I literally just heard Northern Ireland being said looked up and saw like Jan and Roe and Scotty had were on the podium gyrating and dancing and uh, I just thought. Here, I'll just join in. We must have just been called. Must be just our time to go up to the podium. So, <laughs> yeah. it was when the banner came out, I went, "Oh, hold on, we've actually achieved something." We won something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think Ro had a little dig at uh, at Matt um, on the way past, saying yeah. that the podium felt really good. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful Burn. being up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it was it was very nice. I think it it says a lot about sort of the the ethos in the team, which is we'll play hard. We'd follow the rules. We'll certainly call anyone out if we don't think they're playing well. But at the end of the day, hey, it's just a game for us. Um, yeah. It's more about the sort of just the team getting away with with mates, and we all are friends on the team, um, and just having fun um, and having a laugh. And it's also good to see because unfortunately this year we didn't really get any new blood onto the team. It was guys who have played previously. Um, but uh, really our aim for the next number of years is to get more guys involved in, in terms of ETC in Northern Ireland. We had a, There's still a rep of ETC being you know, these cheesy, competitive, win-at-all-costs sort of whack players. Um, and for us, it's about sort of dispelling that myth and saying to guys, no, listen, we're going to go, we're going to bring tough lists, don't get me wrong, we're not going to be bringing fluffy, uh, pleasant, on-the-eye lists necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to have fun, we're going to play a game that we all actually enjoy playing, as much as GW wants to put us off it um, we all we all do love playing it um, and that's that's more important to us than necessarily going out and smashing face every single but round I mean, so it, literally it, I think it must be about you know eight teams out of ten have the same attitude you know this you, you never really really have a really bad game at the ETC you have, you're more yeah. likely to have a, a bad taste in your mouth due to rules and yeah, and, and yeah stuff the- at, at your local sort of GW fluffy event than you would at the ETC because it's like it's just like-minded people playing hard and playing fair yeah I think every, everyone goes with the expectation at ETC they know that you know people are going to watch their measurements they're going to watch their dice they are going to do these things but I mean certainly as I say this is my third ETC um, done and dusted I have never 
not in, being able to shake my opponent's hand at the end of the game and say I actually enjoyed that game and I had a good time and I, I got I've got absolutely ha- um, destroyed on the table and table twice now across the three ATCs those games were just as enjoyable as the games where I was 20 nilling guys yeah um, and I think that just says a lot about it it is more about getting there and meeting people and all everyone enjoying the game there's there's a real love for 40k um within ETC Um, anyway if you go on the internet it's just hatred and people complaining about it and a huge amount of bile and and things just getting chucked about especially about GW and the way they do things but you go to ETC and you see people who just want to play the game and want to enjoy themselves with the models they have and a hobby they enjoy so well, it's, it's like it's, I think it's um, it's like this for a lot of people now. If it wasn't for the ETC, I don't think I'd be playing 40k. I, I would actually probably agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I only got back into 40k again. I mean, I just, don't get me wrong. I love the models. I'm not a painter. I'm not a collector. I, I I'm a gamer, uh, and I make no bones about that. I build lists to win games. I don't mm. build lists because I particularly like a certain model or a paint scheme. Um, but yeah, for me, I got back into the tournaments. That got me back into playing 40k. But at this point, um, you know, playing the game sideshow to having a good time while you're there because yeah. uh, it is it is a fair chunk of money to get out yeah. to these places and do things. So there's no point going there and not enjoying yourself. No, that's it. And it's it's the social, isn't it? I mean, everyone says this. Everyone's been saying it for years that the social scene is really good. But it is. It it's, is. That's it's it's the gel that holds it all together. Yeah, yeah. It's when you get back home and you have like 30 different. Facebook friend requests from yeah. guys and you never told them what your Facebook was they just went and it's the fact they went and actually found you and done it um, yeah. there is it's, it's a good community um, I think ETC can get it can get a bit of a bashing sometimes certainly if I go on the internet forums and things people complaining about whack players and ETC and it's not the way the game should be played etc etc it's, it's just it's a different way of playing a game um, but guys need to go and see it and experience it just to see that it's not about the winning for probably 95% of the the guys there it's about having fun and just enjoying the games yeah, that's, a, that's a good bonus and obviously you're going to do everything in your power to win but not yeah, at the expense yeah. of the game and the gentleman's agreement you've got you know even just exactly. being at the ETC you know yeah I think that gentleman's agreement is always important to enforce and that you will get the odd awkward opponents but I've had one or two of those yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean for the most part everyone wants you kind of want your game you, you, you'll you there's a certain amount of flex you'll give your opponent yeah. um, just so that the game is enjoyable for you both um, you know there'll, there'll be at some point where you say right well this is one time too many I can't let this continue on mm. um, but uh, I have to say personally I've enjoyed every game I've ever had that includes even the singles as well. I, I had a great time at the singles this year as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think across the team, everyone agreed that they've never had a bad ETC yet in terms of team and I. But a few hangovers have, have been crippling. But um, <laughs> yeah, me falling asleep during one of my games in the singles probably didn't help either. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's always good. Yeah. So, uh, so for uh, potential players in the future, you know, you, you said you wanted to expand the uh, the team. How how yeah. best to get hold of uh, the powers that be at Team Norlin? Yeah, well, Team NI, as I say, um, when we talk about Team NI, it's not just the 40k team, obviously, it's the fantasy. Um, the Flames of War guys were part of the team. They had gone off and done their own thing last year. I think they're intending to come back. There's also potentially an X-Wing 
uh, team wanting to go this year. I, I haven't been keeping too close to ETC. I believe X-Wing is going to be run as part of it uh, in Athens. So there's a bit of murmuring about guys wanting to form an X-Wing team anyway. So, uh, But I mean, the easiest way, there's a, a Team NI Facebook page, uh, which is relatively active anyway. Certainly our, we were very active during ETC. Mm. Just a bit of a lull now, obviously, with everyone back into to normal life. But there will be semi-regular posting on that. Um, and then we do have the Team NI forums. So if you search Facebook anyway for, for Team NI, um, Team NI, you'll find it. Uh, in terms of the forum, it's just teamni.org, I think it is. Because yeah. I now go rule, crucify me if I don't get this right. And then, <laughs> Yeah, Team NI, all one word, no hyphen around, dot org. Um, that's our website. There's a forum there. Um, and certainly people are more than welcome to join in uh, yeah. with the debate. Um, we certainly have guys who would be playing on sort of the, the Southern team and Republic team and the like who are on that as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the two main ways we talk. As I say, it's a bit of a lull just at the minute, but once we get the new captain elected in and get going for um, for Athens next year, it, you just know it's a massive increase. I just get a constant stream of emails yeah. saying someone has posted something new. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, we're in the ETC lull at the moment, aren't we? It, it is, It'll yeah. last until about Christmas, and then it'll start ramping up again. Yeah, I think once you hit the new year, all of a sudden everyone realises, hold on, we need to start getting yeah. our stuff together here. Um, so, yeah, but in terms of team, and I obviously have to say we have a small war, gaming we have a relatively large war gaming community if i'm honest um a lot of guys who are probably very much anti gw anti 40k um possibly just because it's sort of hipster the nerd hipster thing to do to not be a gw fanboy um, <laughs> i think that comes out a lot people are trying new funky wee games just to be a bit more uh, on trend but yeah. um there's a lot of guys in Northern Ireland playing 40k uh, and i suppose it's important for us as the team that when we're going to tournaments we're giving them good fun games we're showing them you know how we're playing 40k um and we're just chatting to them getting to know a lot of them to be honest is yes. the way we're looking at it so hopefully well, for next year I know there's a lot of sort of the ETC stalwarts aren't going to be able to make it so all being well we are going to have a lot of uh, fresh blood in um, which will be good it'll be good nice. and as I say you know, for us it's not about the winning I think there's always that a bit of a conception in Northern Ireland that we are there and we're, we're there about the winning we'll cheat and do whatever we need to do to win that sort of <laughs> player um but that's no, we, that's we, the we, reputation you guys have got at home, is it? It clearly is, you know, especially it. when oh. we have the most favoured opponent banner. <laughs> we have that in front of them every time. Uh, it's all a conspiracy. It is, but yeah. that, I think that's just a general conception of competitive players that they are this win at all cost. Costs. Oh. There's no, there's no middle ground. I think in a lot of people's eyes, especially a lot of war gamers. But mm. um, I suppose we just we need to to, to show that. It's about the, the friendship and the camaraderie and the, the crack we have, to be honest. So. Yeah, I mean, that's why we do this podcast, really, just to sort of, you know, yeah. we are we are good players. We, we can win tournaments and we, we do well at the ETC, but, you know, yeah. we're just just the guys at the end of the day you know the, yeah. you know, you're not an untouchable you know myth- mythical figure like you know you used to think yes. of, of, of the old guys you know when they used to uh, win tournaments like Nick Rose I remember thinking Nick Rose he must be like an excellent guard player to yeah. win all these amazing tournaments and then you meet him and then he's like yeah it's a bloke he's <laughs> a really nice guy <laughs> oh and he's a bit shit as well sorry Nick <laughs> but it's yeah it's everyone just is just in it for a good time uh, no well, in terms of us like we have a, a 
team charter which says about how we how you know who's eligible for the team how you can get picked for the team all of that sort of stuff mm. it's all available if anyone ever does want it um, you can just get in contact but for the most part I mean we obviously we have guys who um, who are who live down south who play for us dual nationalities a, a wonderful two-edged sword in many ways but for the most part the team very much is the focus is around Northern Irish guys going and we, we sort of want to maintain that identity um, yeah I very much you know if it comes down between a Northern Irish guy and someone who's not Northern Irish who's probably a better player to be honest we'd always go with the Northern Irish guy first and foremost um, yeah. just because it's right and proper we're team Northern Ireland we're there to represent our wee country we have enough bad press out in the world um, <laughs> in terms of what Northern <laughs> Ireland's like so yeah. Uh, yeah we just want to represent our wee country and, and what we're all about which is as I said just the fun and the crack and, and playing well so and you, you did a wonderful job this year mate as, as all of your previous captains have done yeah and I'm sure future captains will uh, and I wish them all the best <laughs> yeah <laughs> drop the mic get, off stage <laughs> trying to get five hungover guys and three guys who are just tired and slightly hungover to play war game <laughs> yeah <laughs> the motivational speeches you have to give in the mornings <laughs> oh dear yeah just like just chasing people around with a wet flannel mate that's what <laughs> that's what it's like in the Team Wales Hotel uh, I'm not sure you've seen that trying to get anyone to do an interview <laughs> well <laughs> yeah what, exactly attempt number four I think <laughs> <laughs> it's not you you're, you're always the one who said yes I'll do this I'll do this it's all those other bastards I know them I'm and their real lives I'm talking to you Bernard Bernard yeah. what is he at he was meant to be I actually moved my slot to let him go in tonight and what does he come back with sorry can't do it come I'm on Bernie oh. come on Bernie I think we just ditch him we'll just go go with James go with a new Scotland <laughs> yeah, I would be, pre- but I'm not sure if I'm not sure if uh, if James has got the uh, the voice for a podcast if, yeah, if, well, if that, you know what I'm saying, I, he, I might not be able to understand him to answer the questions, and if I don't, then I'm <laughs> you, sure that our American that. listeners will have absolutely no chance. <laughs> I think that's probably going to happen with me. To be honest, I think you're going to have to type up a transcript of everything we've <laughs> talked about and attach that to the podcast so they can uh, follow, like a blow by blow account. Uh, <laughs> James is probably when's honeymoon at this point. He got married there last weekend. Yeah, so. congratulations. Yeah, to you. and then that Owen boy from down south as well. Him and oh. his, we just get very about all the captains. What is going on with all the rest of the captains? I, I do. Through them. I thought Aaron's the best anyway. They were the only ones that anyone wants to hear about. <laughs> That's it. It might just be you. Yeah, you know, entire episode just dedicated to you, to yourselves. That that would not be a good episode. Um, I, oh, I don't know. You, you, may yourself a quickly, you may need to quickly record something else to put out soon <laughs> after that. Oh dear. All right, mate. Well, it's been lovely having you on. Thank you very much for having me. No problem at all, mate. We'll speak soon. That'll be great, Cheers. Cheers, buddy.